And we're live. That was my first time nailing the intro by myself. So <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> well done, me. <laughs> that's one thing that's going to go right tonight, at least. Um, I am delighted to say that I'm live with the MMA UK Late Show. I've got some fantastic guests for you breaking down UFC 254. We've got James Doolan, the higher level head coach. Thanks for joining us, James. No worries. And we've got Ricky by the, the voice of Welsh MMA <laughs> alongside Lewis Smith, the other voice of Welsh MMA. Pleasure to have you guys. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Katie. And I, d I do have to introduce our fantastic sponsors before we come on to some Welsh MMA news. So Fight Fuel is a supplement and clothing company founded by martial artists for martial artists and all combat sport athletes. The aim of the company is to supply supplements and clothing of the highest standard to all fighters and warriors so they can train, perform and win. Did I say it right that time? For all them warriors that can get into worrying so much. And talking of warriors <laughs> and not warriors, <laughs> I'm delighted to say that Mason signed for the UFC today. That's great yeah. news, guys. Um, well deserved. And we knew it was coming, I think. So what did you think, Lewis? Well, just over the moon, really, to be honest. It's, it's one of those, I, I had the feeling like when he first won, it was part of me thinking, like, are we going to get some kind of announcement a few days after of, like, that, that picture with him with the contract? But it didn't tell my girl feeling, you know, Graham might have been on to him to say, look, we were a double champ. Get yeah, this guy signed. And, uh, yeah, it's happened. As you said, thoroughly deserved. And um, I think he's got a big future in that division, to be honest. Like, Mason, he's got so many, so many talents in so many areas. He's so well prepped. I, I really see him going all the way to the top of that division. And it, it's a stacked division. but. You know, maybe I'm biased, but I honestly see the sky as being the limit for this guy. He's 24, um, and yeah, he's 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 got all the way to go. I think. I can't wait to see him in there, Ricky. You must be delighted. Yeah, um, like, where of course Welsh MMA is a very small community, so like, I knew about it a few days ago, and. Um, person at home was like don't tell anyone and I actually didn't yeah. tell anyone this time <laughs> I just kept it quite to myself which is usually I'm 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 a I'm a massive um gossip queen so I'd be on Mason's side <laughs> but I was I wasn't this time so uh and then he he released the news today and um it was coming um if you look at the last two cage warriors champ champs Conor McGregor and Dan Hardy um it is no is no secret that the Cage Warriors uh, world title is a ticket to the UFC, and uh, there's no one more deserving in our roster, Cage Warriors roster, than Mason. And it, it was only a matter of time. And I think, uh, like Lewis said, he's got the real potential to make an impact on the scene, on the lightweight division. I mean, thing is, he he beat Reese Proctor recently on Cage Warriors. Reese Proctor's good enough for the UFC with Adam Proctor. Adam yeah. Proctor. Yeah. I, I went to school with Reese Proctor. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I ended up messing up Mason's name before. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's good enough to be in the UFC. And um, Mason's shown that he was a level above. So it's going to be a fun ride for, for, all of, for all of us to watch. It's been a fun ride so far since his 
debut since he had a pro boxing career uh, at yeah. this, before he even turned pro. You know, he's he's exciting, and I can't wait. I think he's yeah. one as well. There's still like so many elements of his game that we haven't really seen. Like he's a black belt in judo. He's a black belt in jujitsu. He's a, a part. Everyone says it. You know, he's a great wrestler. That's what they say coming from the gym. He's he's a really great wrestler. We. We've not really seen much of it in the fight, so I think that's another good thing that I'm looking forward to is when he gets up against a guy in the UFC who matches his strike in, which yeah. will happen, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're going to see then, okay, well, can he switch it up and, and do something different in other areas, which, you know, I, I think he can, and, yeah, that's that's why I'm so excited. Yeah. It's not just the Welsh being biased, is it, James? He's got the skills, this kid. No, he's brilliant. Um, I know you just want to see guys like that, like, They've dedicated so much to the sport. Like he's 24 year mm. old, and he took a, a took a risk there, moving up to to fight Adam Proctor. And it's always just really nice to see it paying off for these guys, and you can see him in the the, the picture of his his contract and stuff like that. He's fucking he's, he's over the moon. So it's really good for him. And then even for us, just he's one of the best guys to watch in the last couple of years in the in the, the Cage Warrior circuit. So. The prospect of some of the fights for him at, at lightweight in the UFC is, is, is amazing. Look, there's going to be some really good stylistic matches and, and challenges for him. That I think you've yet to see the best of that kid. Um, and when he, when he gets to the UFC, he'll, he'll maybe afford them luxuries that, in, in terms of finance, that fighting cage warriors wouldn't he? In terms of mm-hmm. he can train more and maybe travel and, and whatever else. But I can't wait to watch him fight. He was, he was phenomenal against Adam Proctor. He looks levels above everybody at Cage Warriors in, in both those divisions. Um, and he's in the right place at the UFC. It's, it's the, the best fighters in the world are there. So it's going to be really nice to watch the kid develop there and, and, and just kind of sit back and watch the journey with him, I suppose. Oh, it's going to be amazing. I, I hope it's going to be this year that he makes his debut. Um, don't know what what things are like with visas and stuff. So I guess Fight Island is the most likely. Well, um, Namagamedov, is it Uzma, Umar Namagamedov? Uzma, Umar, yeah. He, his, he's pulled out, hasn't he? Yes. If 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 Mason can uh, make it to to when is it next week? This week. It's, it's Saturday. That that card's been pulled. Sorry, that fight has been pulled from the card we're reviewing for next weekend. Yeah. So if Mason can make it to uh, to Abu Dhabi by Saturday, <laughs> oh, I, don't that's what I'm that, yeah. I don't think I think it's too short notice. Like <laughs> we pull them off and they were Reese McKee, but I don't know. For me, I think with Mason being signed or anyway, I don't think he needs to rush into a fight like that now. Like Reese, I think when Reese signed, it was a case of you're signing for this fight. Mm. With Mason, he's signed just because he's, you know, he, he's proved he, he deserves his spot. So I think he waits, gets a full camp, and I don't know when they're going back to fight uh, fight Island or if he's well, just Reese is, Reese is on another Fight Island card on November fourteenth, I think it is. So there are some a little bit later on, but yeah. if he wants a full camp, if he wants to rest or what have you, I think I think the intention is to keep going back. Listen now, though, if um. Greg Freelo, someone from Mason's team rings Mason and says, just had a chat with your manager. They've offered you that fight next week. Mason is saying oh, yes, yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt that. <laughs> but, yeah, you are right. I hope he, I hope he um, fights 
a little bit further down the line after a full a, a fighter of his caliber deserves a full camp and yeah. deserves to show the world what he can do, leaving nothing, no traces yeah. behind. I, I think he gets a full six, like a six week camp in, and then goes up to Fight Island. Like I don't see with him already being signed. I don't see the need for him to rush and, and just take any fight just for the sake of it. I think he mm. he, he gets a camp in and and that does his best, you know. Well, congratulations, Mason, from all of us. We're all delighted for you and well-deserved. Um, let's move on now to the main portion of the show, which is reviewing the 254 card for next weekend. This has kind of crept up on me, but, um, yeah, we've got Khabib Gaethje next weekend, people. <laughs> How are we feeling about that? Well, I absolutely panicked earlier when um, Brad Wharton put on Facebook that Nurmagomedov is out. I know. Wind up merchants are just having a field day with this one, aren't they? <laughs> I was like, ah, my life is over. But it's the other one. It's the one nobody cares about, so... <laughs> <laughs> Charming. Well, James, I'm going to come to you first uh, to to see what you think of this fight. Is I think in a lot of people's opinion, you know, the fight they've been most looking forward to this year. Do you think it will live up to the hype? I think any fight with Gates gets always lives up to the hype. He's never in a bad fight. Um, I I think he be wins. I still think he'll win. I think he'll still pretty much have his own way. I mean, most there. Mm. The, the interesting factor for me is the fact that his dad's not there. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm interested to see how he, if he keeps his, his discipline. Hit. It'll be interesting just to see how everyone plays out with, with that dynamic, I think. But he's been so dominant. I think that there's no evidence for, for me looking at it to pick Justin Gaethje to beat him because I don't think they talk about Khabib. I think he's lost one round or something or I remember watching Michael Johnson before Stevie fought him and they kept going about Michael Johnson had rocked Khabib and if you watch that exchange he never rocked him he kind of off-balanced him a wee bit and then then got beat up for it but I, I just think Gaethje's already lost to Poirier and, and Alvarez I think in UFC and mm. I think Khabib's, Khabib's just dealt with what, what Justin brings before he's dealt with yeah. the big punchers um, maybe no, no, the, the the blend with the wrestling and stuff, but we're still yet to see that in the in the UFC off of Gaethje. Um And he openly talks about not wanting to wrestle because he's not going to gas to do it for fifteen minutes. And now he's mm. in a fight for twenty five minutes, where he's he's going to have no choice but to wrestle at points. Um, so I, I see Khabib winning. I, I I'd imagine he's going to have to come through some spots. Maybe just yeah. going to catch him, or, or he's going to kick his leg to bits or something. But. I just can't pick against them until I see some kind of some evidence a weakness, and so far there's not been much. The only thing that I think in regards to Gaethje being different post those two losses is when he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, he spoke a lot about how he'd said to Trevor that he wanted to be the most exciting fighter in the world when he came to the UFC, and that was all he cared about, and that was how he ended up getting in kind of the that brawling slugfest with those two guys and ended up losing. And then he went to Trevor after them fights and said, I want to be a champion. And Trevor said, okay, we need to change the way that you fight. And even in the last round of the Ferguson fight, uh, he he was sitting on the stool and he was almost like, I've won this, I've won this. And Trevor was like, 
shut up. Remember what happened last time? And he was like, I went out there and got knocked out. Yes, I can't do that. I can't do that. And he like kind of brought himself back down. And uh, I just wonder if he has managed to make some adjustments. What do you think, Lewis? Um, I think he's definitely made a lot of adjustments, like you said, with, with Trevor Whitman and a, a great camp behind him. I know he's got Usman wrestling with him as well and I'm putting him through it in training. But so for, for me, right, the last two years I've been saying Gaethje is the guy to beat Khabib. Um, I, I was adamant about that, but I think his his last fight against Tony Ferguson was his like final. That was his best, the best mm-hmm. he can put on. Um, I think having seen that now, what, what Gaethje can do, I think Khabib will be the one to adapt and change. And that's why I'm picking Khabib in this fight. Like I said, I, I think Gaethje's definitely capable of scrambling from a takedown and catching him with a big shot and, and getting a KO. It, it really wouldn't surprise me if that happened. But, I mean, in terms of what's most likely to happen, I just think Khabib is a good... He's such a good wrestler. It's not going to be one shot or two shot. It's going to be every time Gaethje stuffs, he's going to come back and come back until he gets the takedown. And mm. in the interim periods where it is on the feet, I, I think Khabib's an underrated striker as well. I think he's got that style of boxing, which is awkward for people. And I think, you know, we, we have seen him sort of semi-clip, like like James said, but I don't think we've ever really seen him hurt to the point where you would no. say Gaethje's going to knock him out if he's on the feet for more than, you know, 10 seconds. Like I said, with, with Connor, it was the same. People said if it stays up for long periods of time, and Khabib ended up dropping Connor. So I think Khabib, you know, he's got enough experience on the feet where he can stand and, and replan those times for, for Gaethje. And um, like I said, it, I feel like a bit of a traitor for saying that because... For, for like two years, I've been saying Gaethje yeah. could be like, with, with Gaethje having such a big performance last time, I just think now Khabib's going to look back and say, listen, what I've got to do my research on this guy. Mm. You know, Khabib, he, he takes a lot of time out in between fights to, to prepare himself, yeah. to, to look at what's coming in front of him. And I think he will do that. He's got great people around him as well, great coaches. I know his dad's not there, but he's got Javier Mendes, DC. He's got a big camp over in Dagestan and in California. So me i just think he's he's so well prepared that i think it's going to be khabib's night yeah i don't think he's been to aka for this camp i could be wrong but i don't i don't think he's been either able to or didn't i think i heard they're all in dubai they've got javi mendez and they're training in dubai for a couple of weeks and then they go into abu dhabi fight week so i was in dubai i was in dubai last week i didn't see him uh, I can't there then. It must be rumours. <laughs> I saw, I saw um, Alistair Overeem, but yeah, he was, he was walking around, and I, I and <laughs> I saw and I saw James Doolan's friend as well, Paul Weir. Yeah, boxer. Yeah. Good guy. Love Paul. Great guy. <laughs> Crack on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, e- echoing what um what Lewis and James is saying I I can see Khabib winning this maybe more comfortable in his last wins I think a lot of people believe that Gaethje's got what it takes to beat him and I think a lot of people are in a false sense of security that of that and I think um, Khabib will just be another like stellar performance from him can't see him losing Mm -hmm. now or for a long time still do you until think- mason fights him yeah <laughs> well this was another question peter had does everyone think khabib will retire when he hits 30 and oh so he's 28 and oh at the moment 
No, because he's living in um, Joe Calzaghi's shadow and you at least try to beat 47 <laughs> and 0. <laughs> Nobody knows uh, that he has a photo of Joe Calzaghi on his wall with the 47 and 0 and he wants to beat that. So I certainly didn't know that. So no. thank you for bringing that to my attention. <laughs> True story. <laughs> I actually think that he's going to want to honour his father so much with this performance that I reckon, and I just think he's going to have put everything into this camp and yeah. and almost in a way used it as therapy because it's not like he's going to be going out drinking or, you know, like any of the other ways that sometimes people deal with loss. So I just could see him just being even more of a workaholic than usual in the gym. It's going to be emotional, no mm. matter what. Yeah. So get your tissues ready for the decision because I think it's just going to be heartbreaking. I remember when Molly McCann fought after her stepdad died, yeah. And uh, she, I think, I think it might be Brad Wharton did like a post-fight interview in the cage with her, ah, and everyone was leaking out of their eyes. It was so fucking sad. Molly was crying, talking about, and I'm, I, it'll be the same with Khabib. I don't think uh, he's crying for you. He's so stone faced. I think he's going to retire if he wins. Do you? You don't think yeah. he'll wait till thirty or no? No, I think if he wins, he'll, he'll bow out on top. Um, I mean, thirty, yeah, it sounds good, but at the end of the day, it's just a number. Who, if he beats Gaethje, what else is there for him to fight? Really, corner again. He said Dana promised him something big, something massive. Um, GSP is the only thing I can think of, but I just don't see George taking that fight, if I'm honest. So, I don't know. To, to me, I just think it's it's like, you know, Henry Cejudo bowed out after beating Dominic Cruz. I can see him. Oh, he'll be back, though. Like, I, I feel like he will actually do it. Hmm. I think Khabib's going to step out on top. That's my, that's my gut, you know, I don't know, but... I just think this is a big fight now with Gaethje, and after that, I don't, I, I don't see much else there for him to be honest. A big part of the promo is that his dad wanted him to reach thirty and zero. Supposedly, yeah. don't think that will make any difference to him. Maybe I don't know. I just, I just got to, I don't know. My gut instinct is telling me this. If he wins this, well, this could be the last we see of him. I don't know why, but that's just. If he um he 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 retire at twenty nine and one because. Mason Jones will be his 30th opponent. <laughs> I said thrown in at the deep end, Mason. But <laughs> yeah. James, who do you think would be next for him after after Justin if he did if he does manage to get past Gaethje? Um I don't know. I, I still there's, there's probably still some people would want to see the Ferguson fight. Um I, I don't think I would I, I don't think you'd sight and fight corner again. I think he, he, he hates him that much. He'll just refuse to, to give I him agree. an opportunity to get that back. Not not that he would get it back, but I, I'm not sure. I, I don't think the GSP thing happens. I think he would absolutely smash GSP at this point in time. Mm. Um, I hope it's not some stupid boxing match that he's, he's so fighting Floyd Mayweather or something. Yeah. So I think he, I think he'll get to the 30 like, like he wanted for his dad and and then he'll bow it. I don't think when he when he goes, you'll not see him again. I think he's got a lot of interest outside yeah. the sport. Um, and he he's just that type of guy. If he says something, he's, he'll commit to it. And that's mm. it. I don't think anybody can change his mind. Um, so, so Christ knows. We need to wait and see how maybe some of the, 
the next fights at, at lightweight play out. Um, failing that, then Mason Jones and and Wales would be pretty cool. Diego Sanchez, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! So Joe Barton's going Khabib submission. What, what's our final say on it? We're all going Khabib. Do we think it will go to a decision or Des- do we think it decision? Decision. Yeah, four yeah. rounds to, to one, I think, maybe. Yeah. I think Justin's a tough guy, um, but, yeah, I agree with you. I think it, it could be more one-way traffic than we would like to believe. But... He needs that one shot, doesn't he, Justin? He needs that he needs that huge shot to just completely lay him out, I think. Other than that, I don't, I don't see it happening for him. I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if it happens because Justin is so good and I could see, like, a... A mad scramble, Justin getting up first, landing a big elbow. Or so you can't see it, but you can see it, Lewis. <laughs> Heads, head it wouldn't surprise me if it happened, but I think Khabib's going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I would love to be wrong, despite all the emotion around his dad and everything. I think it'd be awesome for the division to have a champion like Gaethje, awesome for the UFC, awesome for the sport. Um, I just think he's brilliant, but there we go. Um, One that's kind of flown under the radar, but I certainly didn't know is the co-main on this card is Robert Whittaker, Jared Cannonier. Um, Absolutely superb fight. And I just haven't seen any promos about it or (laughs) anything. Lewis, what, what are your thoughts on this one? I mean, there was a stage looking at this card. I know a lot of fights have been pulled out from it with injuries and different things, but every fight on this main card could have been a headline in a different of its own card. You know, yeah. Canonier and Whitaker is an absolutely massive fight. Um, it's a title eliminator. Two guys who look brilliant in their last outings, big names. Um, who wins that? I would. I think at the moment I'm leaning towards Whitaker. I've gone back and forth a little bit, but. Just seen the way he performed against Till. He looked to be back at kind of his old self last time a little bit, I think. And, um, mm. he, you know, if you look and go back and look at uh, Whitaker's record in the middleweight division, he's, he's only lost to Adesanya, I think, by by a knockout. And, you know, how good is Adesanya? So um, I think Whitaker, if he turns up, he can do it. He's, he's got a good way of mixing up his strikes, his wrestling. And, uh, I mean, Kanye is a great fighter, so it's going to be close. But I think Whitaker by a decision. Interesting. Ricky? Uh, exactly what Lewis said. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually think that Whitaker looked like he was enjoying it so much more last time. Um, just all of it, the press, the just everything around it. He was just very honest. He's had that time away where he was like, you know, he just said he was going through some kind of like burnout and he took time away. And he said he wasn't going to come back if he didn't get past it. So I feel like he is ready to walk away if he's not enjoying it anymore. So I I actually think that he's going to edge it, even though Cannoneer is so dangerous. And you and I were both there, Lewis in Copenhagen, when he spoiled yeah. the party. And he's definitely got the weapons to do that. But I'm going Whitaker as well. James, what are your thoughts? I think I'm going to go with Cannoneer, actually. Um, I, I was a massive, I was big on Robert Whitaker for a while, but I think the the Romero fights and the Adesanya fights has, has took a lot out of him. 
yeah. thought he looked, he looked comfortable against Darren Till, but no, he didn't look like the, the world beater that he was before. Um, I actually thought it, it, if he was back to normal, he, he would have maybe stopped Darren Till. Uh, I know he was comfortable and stuff like that, but I just think he get, he get too much time and was allowed to be comfortable in that fight, whereas I think Cannoneer's going to jump on him a little bit more scrappier than Darren Till. He's not as patient, and I think when that happens, Whitaker uh, might not cope with it as much as he coped with, with Till's kind of patience and, and more technical style. I'd love to see him once. I, I do really appreciate him as a fighter, uh, mm. but I think... I, I don't know, I just feel like right now is Cannoneer's time, I think. it's Adesanya's already kind of called for him a little bit, and I think the way stuff's... The momentum with both of the guys, I think Whitaker's kind of stalemating after those wars, and, and Cannoneer's just kind of on the rise just now. So I think he probably edges the fight, um, maybe points or even a late stoppage. So points or a late stoppage. Lewis, are you going, you're going decision? Yeah, I think... I think I, I just like the way Whitaker mixed it up against Darren Till. Mm. Um, I like, like James said, I, I think uh, Kanye is kind of a more scrappy, you know, come, come at you kind of guy. But I think if anything that plays in, if Whitaker's in form, which I think he is, I think that plays into his style because I think he's a good counter puncher, moves a lot. So I, I would go for a decision to Whitaker, maybe even a late stoppage to Whitaker. But I mean, Kanye is so tough, so I don't think that's a, a hugely likely scenario. But yeah, Whitaker, uh, decision I'll go for. Ricky? Decision, Whitaker. Yeah, I'm going decision, Whitaker, or first round KO from Kennedy. <laughs> no, you can't pick both. Can you? <laughs> no, I'm going with Whitaker. <laughs> um, then we've got Alexander Volkov versus Walt Harris. Um, Ricky, what what do you think of this fight? I, I another one I hadn't even realised was on the card. It just seems like, like Lewis said earlier, every fight could be a main event on uh, on any other card. It just seems to just bundle them all onto this card, even though they're good enough to headline other cards. But because the headline fight is so big, all the other fights are going under the radar yeah. big time, and it's just another great fight between two guys that. Um, can definitely challenge the division in future. I, I don't ask me who I think is going to win. I haven't got a clue. I I think at heavyweight and especially heavyweight, not at the the very very top of the division. I just think anything can happen every time. You could either one of them can knock each other out because they're so big and they got such heavy hands, or you can get a really boring fight where two really massive guys just. <laughs> can't knock each other out so <laughs> both of these guys have experienced both but James what what do you think I'm pretty much the same it's 50 50 I think um I think I favor probably Harris just now I know he, it was him that had the issues with his, his daughter his, yeah his stepdaughter and you could see in his last fight he came back like there was something about him in his last fight he, he came in and I can't mean to he fought by the way he pretty much went through the guy um, and I think he, he just looks like a hard, a, a hard guy to put away in now. It's like someone steeled him a wee bit with the stuff that's been on outside. I think I could see him coming forward. The the big tall lad pulls back with his head up quite quite high when he's getting pressure. Then I could probably yeah. see someone looping right over the top and, and just putting him down quite heavy, I think. Um, 
So I, I'll tend to lean towards him maybe a stoppage round late two or early three, I think. Lewis? Do you know what? I I don't know why, but I've got a feeling this is going to be like a really boring 50-50 nullified fight. Yeah. Um, I just like, you think about it, both guys are coming off a loss, I think. Uh, I think Harris got, was he KO'd by Overeem last time out? Yeah, I was just looking that up. Yeah, he lost to Overeem. So that was, that was, so that was the fight that got cancelled when his stepdaughter went missing. Um, so he came back and, and took that fight and, and lost in, in the second round. Uh, um, yeah. Who was, who was Volkov's last fight again? I know he's oh, coming off a loss, yeah. isn't he? He, yes. beat Greg, he beat Greg Hardy, which, I mean, Greg is a, a guy who's kind of with the sport. And then... I'm, he lost he, to Curtis Blades. He lost to Curtis Blades. So I, I just feel like with those heavyweight fights, when you get two guys coming off a loss, both going to be a little bit tentative. And I think we're going to see a, a pretty nullified fight with maybe Volkov scraping out a decision just, just based on kind of a, a jab and a few long kicks. Um, I, I'm, I'm not... I mean, watch now, it'll probably be like an absolute banger, two and a half rounds of like craziness. But for me, I, I've got a feeling with both guys coming off kind of unimpressive, not unimpressive, but you know, big losses. I, I think they're both going to be a little bit nervous, holding back. And I think, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a bit of a, a bit of a, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a letdown, but I can see it being a bit anticlimactic and maybe with. Yeah, maybe walk off scraping out a, a decision just just based on activity. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah I'm I'm not super up for this one, but it you're right. It definitely is a a fight that could headline like a fight night card, but yeah. um, probably one we'd get in Europe. I reckon. <laughs> Who are you going for, Ricky? Uh, uh don't ask. Yeah, <laughs> we all seem like so overwhelmed with enthusiasm for that one. <laughs> <laughs> The fight before that for, for Volkov as well. Didn't he get knocked out by uh, Derek Lewis, the fight before Greg Hardy? Yes. And then he went the distance with Greg Hardy. And, you know, all respect to Greg Hardy. He's a, you know, he's a relatively... Wasn't that the fight. one he was beating Derek Lewis up for the whole fight? And then... And then Harris, he's been, he's been fighting really well. But taking that KO to Overeem, again, I just... I see both guys coming in a little bit, uh, a little bit gun-shy, maybe. Like James said, he might have something more to like fight for now and like a point to prove. I guess Peter thinks that Harris will blow him away early. Um, before we move on, I'm just going to ask this question. Craig's obviously not in agreement with our predictions on the main event. Who will Gaethje's first title defence be against? <laughs> Mason Jones. <laughs> Khabib. <laughs> I think it would be a rematch. I think it would be, yeah, pretty unfair after all the uh, title defences he's had not to give him a rematch. <laughs> or Connor, maybe, if Connor can get a win against Dustin. Uh, that, yeah. That like the, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the, the final fight that we're going to talk about on the main card is one that's been made and, <laughs> and unmade. Several times now, Magomed Ankalev against Ian Kutalaba. First of all, what was that? James, will this fight actually happen? Probably not. Um, <laughs> so it <laughs> so, so, so will happen in the next couple of days, no doubt. <laughs> I just think it's one of those cursed fights. If it does go ahead, how do you see it going? 
Um, I have ankle off one in that pretty comfortable, I think. Um, I was at his, his debut in London when he fought Paul Craig and he looked like there was some hype coming in about him. Um, I actually spoke to his manager, manager Steve Reyes, Ali, and message saying, we actually met, was asked him who the guy was, and he's like, oh, he's very good, he's like, keep an eye on this guy. And he looked absolutely incredible until Paul triangled him. Paul, Paul done his, his Paul Craig special and triangled him with like two seconds left. Um, and I'm pretty sure the Russians in his corner beat the shit out of him backstage for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but since then, he's looked absolutely, he's looked like the prospect that, that everybody was selling him as. Um, he's looked at everything he's done, has looked excellent. Um, the other guy, Kutalaba, he's. He's ruth, he's reckless compared to this guy. Um, makes mistakes. I think you've got a guy who, other than when he brain farted against Paul, super disciplined. He's got process to everything that he does and, and sticks to it, um, and never gets flustered against a guy who's pretty reckless and who's lost fights in the UFC because of that. And I don't think he's fixed any any of the problems that have lost in fights before. Yeah, Lewis. I feel like we've talked about this fight so many times. I think we have. I, I think we have been on a prediction yeah. show before like, talking about this one when it didn't happen. Yeah, I feel like I've spoken to James about this fight like three times. Yeah. <laughs> um, if it happens, Ankle Ev, like like James said, I think. Yeah, I I got nothing to add really. Like I said, I, at this rate, I'd be surprised if we're not sitting here in a month's time talking about who's going to win again. But um, yeah. <laughs> The great thing is we can never be wrong if it doesn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll go on. Yeah, if you fancy dress will he turn up in? <laughs> yes, no. That's Kutalaba, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Oh, so, but this is the fight that's already happened once, isn't it? And he said he was faking uh, being like dazed so that he could catch him on the hop. And I don't actually think there was that I think there was a lot more... It was a strange stoppage, wasn't it? That it was a strange fight. stoppage, but I also don't believe that that was all fake. And I do think he was, you know, a lot more um, out of it than he was pretending to, you know, that he's, he was saying he was afterwards. So um, yeah. all in all, I'm going for Ankalev as well. I'm going for a stoppage. Ricky? Um, I was on the fence until I heard James... Uh, until then, James analyzed the fight, and I was thinking, Oh, actually, that's something I didn't pick out before the recklessness and and the discipline. And how so, I'm exactly gonna copy exactly what James said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put you first next time, though, so you won't be able to copy. <laughs> <laughs> Because the next one I want to talk about, um, and we'll come on to a question from Miles Painter, but um, the next one I want to talk about isn't on the main card, although it may get put on the main card because I'm assuming that some of these fights that have been taken out. So for anyone who doesn't know, the RDA fight is no longer on the card and the Cynthia Colvillo fight is no longer on the card. Um, believe there were covid positive results definitely for uh, Cynthia I'm not sure what happened in the RDA one I think it was his opponent who had a positive test um and Nomagomedov his is a staph infection that he's been hospitalized to be treated for not Ouch. COVID 
So sounds nasty, but um, not COVID. Um, so yeah, the, the fight that I wanted to talk about next is London's own Nathaniel Wood. Um, I'm really excited to see him get another opportunity over on Fight Island. He's fighting Katie Kenny. Um, I, I just love Nathaniel, obviously. Um, I'm close to Brad Pickett anyway. And both of these guys have had five fights in the UFC, only one loss. I think it's a really tough fight for Nathaniel. Um, but actually, I think they're all tough. I was looking at who all of the, the Cage Warriors alumni have, have got as um, matchups in the UFC. And even if you've never heard of these guys, you start looking at their record, looking at their old fights. Uh, it's just, it's an old saying, but it's true. There are no easy fights. So, Ricky, how do you see this one going? Um, I think Wood, he, he seems to get better every fight. And uh, I think even when he fought Dodson, he didn't look too uncomfortable until he made a mistake. Um, mm. And I think this will just be another opportunity to him to show how much he's improved since his last fight. And yeah, I, as you said, I think Wood has, has probably had one of the toughest runs f uh, from fighters who've graduated through the cage worry system. Um, but he, he seemed to be ticking all in boxes quite comfortably. And I think um, we're going to see the best of him this weekend. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm buzzing for it. Lewis? Yeah, I think I agree with Ricky. I thought he looked really good last time out against John Dodson before the mistake. And, and obviously his night got ended. Um, Nathaniel, you know, he's got a great camp, a great attitude. And I, I do like this fight because I think they are quite evenly matched. Like if you look at mm. their records, quite similar. I know... Um, Kenny was a champion in another promotion. I can't remember what, what it was, but he's been a champion outside of the UFC. Maybe, I can't remember what it was. I did look Elephant. it up earlier. But, but they, they're both very evenly matched. And um, I think it's it's a close matchup. I think maybe even Kenny is favourite on paper. But, I think so. But I think with that being said, Nathaniel's got the ability to go in there and win it. And I'm predicting by decision for this fight. Um Purely just based on, like, like Ricky said, every fight he goes away, comes back a little bit stronger. And I think with Nathaniel, he, he did lose last time, but I don't No, he won he last time. No, he won last time. He lost oh, the time before, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. I think with, with that, he he will have improved. Um, and yeah, I, I see him getting it done, to be honest. I, I see him getting it done. And um, yeah, I hope he does. Anyway, I'm a big Nathaniel Wood fan like you. I've, I've Me too. He's got uh, such an exciting style, but it does yeah. make me myself as a fan, to be honest. Yeah. Like he's taken years off my life. I've told him <laughs> that. <laughs> James, how do you see the fight going? Put my mind at rest. Um, I, I think they should definitely move it to the main card. I think yeah. it's the perfect fight to open the main card, I think, because he's already kind of nailed it. Like they're, they're both very, very similar. I think they're both four and one. Um, the, the big both you guys mentioned it as well. The the thing I see with it is Nathaniel Woods is a better version of himself every time he comes out. I think is he like twenty six, maybe twenty five, twenty six. Yeah. Still improving at a, a, a very noticeable rate. Whereas I think the other kid he he's the finished article now. I don't think you're gonna see the, the type of fighter he is right now, I think is that's him. Like you maybe see a couple of wee bits and pieces, but it's it's really noticeable with Nathaniel Woods. It was interesting watching him coming back off the Dodson fight, and then he's he had a, a very similar opponent 
for the his fight after it that he won, and he looked excellent. He looked really comfortable, um, composed, and I think that will be the difference. I think he's still a a fighter who's learning and getting better, and I think Kenny's is is pretty much the same fighter he, when he signed for the UFC. Um, I think Kenny probably is the slight favourite just because he's. He's maybe faced better opposition in the UFC. I think he fought Ray mm. Borg and stuff like that. Yeah. But I, I think anytime there's an American guy who's striking-based fighting against a European striking-based guy, I always pick the European guy. Um, and I yeah. think you still see the best in Nathaniel Woods. And I think you you, you get to start seeing the start here from Saturday night. I think he's going to put on a, a, a very good performance. I think you're probably going to shit yourself in points. Um, he'll get <laughs> caught. He'll maybe get hurt and stuff. But yeah, he's, he's seen it even when he fought when he was fighting Cage Warriors with Josh uh, Reed and stuff. Right. Uh, yeah. He, he that kid thrives in that. And I think the there's not a lot you can take away from the Dodson fight because Dodson's such a unique, weird little fighter. Um, he's he's really <laughs> negative, and I I think guys that go at Nathaniel Woods are, are going to are going to get good fights, and I, I think there's, there's more possibility of those guys losing. Um, I picked Nathaniel to beat him. I don't know if it'll be points or if he, he just maybe blasts his head off with a left hook yeah. at some point, but I think he's going to look outstanding. I think he's a, a very good opponent for him, just, yeah. to, look, just to bring him up another level. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd agree. In a, in a division that's absolutely it's outstanding now, Bantamweight, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, I think that is one of the, if it's if it's not lightweight, I think bantamweight's got to be the most stacked division. It's it's just insane. Yeah. But mm. I'm I'm also hoping that he'll be underestimating Nathaniel's wrestling because we haven't seen a lot of that. And anyone that comes out of GB Top Team has got excellent wrestling. And uh, you know nobody knew that Nathaniel had a ground game at all until he went to the UFC and got three subs in his first three um, fights in the UFC. So I. I hope that he'll underestimate that that side of him just because he's from England and people think people from the UK can't wrestle. But, um, Ricky, there's a question for you here. Uh, Peter Knox said, we want Shaw versus Wood. I really don't want to see this fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's, I was thinking the other day, do you know how the Cage Warriors Bantamweight division have always had really good champions yeah. Uh, we got you had Brett Johns, Nathaniel Wood, Jack Shaw, and what's the what's the kid with the rat's tail called? That's <laughs> Cartwright, Jack Cartwright. Jack Cartwright, he's like he's like amazing. It's a shame that there was never they've never got a fight defend the the belt against each other. They've always just I think just, they kept them apart on purpose yeah, because they, just, they, they both just, deserve to go to the UFC. They've they've all just just missed each other. Do you know? Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Wood vacates. Johns comes in. Uh, not John. Sorry. Um. Shaw comes in. Yeah. Shaw vacates. Cartwright comes in, and it's like all four of them uh, are just absolute killers. And it's a shame they've never fought each other or defended against each other. But then, why take a fight like that on a UK show when you can do it on the world scene? You know. And if if Joe if Shaw ever does fight Wood. That's gonna. It has to be a sort of like a, a fight night main event in yeah. in Wales in Wales. <laughs> or, or in something. London. Or <laughs> London. Or London. It's just that good a fight, and um, 
I know there's been a bit of banter between the two of them on Twitter and between the fans and stuff. I mean, Jack Shaw doesn't really engage with the with the um, the antics, the vocal antics, but his fans do in abundance, and he ain't, sh- he ain't short of fans. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm gonna say Shaw would win that just because, like, I've known him since he was eight. So. James, you've got no dog in the race. Who who would you pick in that fight? <laughs> um, I would have to go with Jack. I think you now he's 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 looked good. But there's, again, there's, I don't think that kid lost as an amateur. I mean, looking at him as a, maybe an amateur at ten or eleven and zero, and then mm. the, the pro records matching it. And the, I don't ever remember him being in any trouble. Um, I remember we, we've got Scott Malone at, at higher level now training and I can see yeah. how good Scott's exceptional in the gym um, and I can remember watching the fight with, with Scott and Jack and for such a young guy you can, I was sitting watching the television watching Jack Shore figuring Scott Malone out and it almost took I mentioned it to his dad actually I was like, he almost took like a not a round off but he took a, a round just to gather information and I can see him walking back to his corner, and I remember the guy I was sitting with. I was like, "He's this isn't going to make it to the next round. He's he's got everything he needs, data wise." And he just came out and he, he took Scott out. And again, there's no I've never I don't remember him losing a round. Um, so until I start to see gaps in his in his game, it's very hard to pick against him just now. Yeah. I don't he's think he's also, ever been hit. He's, like, he's looked exceptional, but like even as an amateur and stuff, his his game's so well rounded, and he's just such a smart smart fighter. And he's also, I think, he's got a good bit of size on uh, Nathaniel Woods as well. It would be an exciting fight, I think, because we were saying about Nathaniel's wrestling as well. It's it's overlooked, and both of them are, are super well rounded. But it's it's just a It'd be a big wait. Wait till they get near the title and let them fight for the that's title. It, that's what cool. I think. Yeah, I do, uh, if it's 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 got to mean something for them to fight each other, and it's it's got to be a headline over here. But I, you know, I'll have to get over it when it does happen because I want them both to to be on you know that collision course for the title. Kieran Cobley wants to know: Should Cartwright get a UFC call up next? Imagine him versus Shaw or Wood, Ricky Simon, etc. So, yeah, it's it's just insane, and there's so many UK guys in there now. It's just amazing to see. Um, and then d- talking about that, I wanted to go on to last night's show where, unfortunately, we didn't have success on the part of the UK guys um, there. Uh, Ricky, I wanted to talk to you about, you put up a post earlier um, about John Phillips. Some of the comments that people put just never cease to amaze me. Just what fucking idiots they are, to be honest. <laughs> um, I, I don't think John John particularly cares. Uh, you know, to, to get to the level he's got, you're always going to get critics. And uh, so I don't, I don't think, I think he's from Swansea. He's got thick skin. Words ain't going to hurt him. But um, yeah, Phillips, uh, no one, no one wants to stand in front of Phillips. And in a, in a sport of MMA where you don't have to stand in Phillips, in front of Phillips, why, why even take a risk and uh, get sparked out? If you can beat him somewhere else, you 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 try your best, 
it's not as easy as said. I mean, Phillips has finished all 22 of his opponents uh, that he's beaten. But, like, you saw how Hamzat beat him. And Park last night basically copied the exact same game plan as Hamzat did. It it was... uh, Park isn't as strong as Hamza because, of course, Hamza got the uh, the finish. But thing is, Park hit John so many times. Any lesser of a fighter, any lesser of a man would have tapped out or or would have, I don't know, just got the ref would have jumped in. But he never stopped trying mm. to... It wasn't effectively defending himself as in getting back to his feet or... Uh, throwing up submissions, but he was always uh, moving, and he he's so tough, man. I've never seen anyone as tough as John Phillips in a in a fight ever. Incredible, yeah. But you know, he he didn't get the decision. Obviously, it was a fair decision, thirty twenty five, and um, you know, I can't see UFC keeping him on now with a record of one and five in in the division, and um, I think a move. To either ballot or using the John Kavanagh connection through SPG or um, one of the big bare knuckle organizations where I think someone of his his power and talents could really thrive. Mm. So somebody who was making sense in the comments said their fear about him going to bare knuckle boxing was that he throws so hard that he would just break his hands in every fight. He'd only need to throw the one though. This is true. Lewis, you were sad last night, weren't you? Yeah, it was difficult to watch. Like I said, I've I've spoken a lot to John. I interviewed him a lot, obviously, with with Wales Online, with MMA UK, with all the different stuff as being a fan as well. And, um, yeah, watching him kind of get a beating like that, it's never nice. I think it's, you know, it it is hard. But at the same time, John's so tough, isn't he? And um, I I agree with with what Ricky said. I I think the probably the likelihood now is that he might be cut from the UFC. Um, unfortunately, where's wrestling's at? I just don't see any opponent they put him up there against who's not going to do the same thing. Um, yeah. It's kind of hard for me to say that because, like I said, I'm a big fan of John Phillips, but those middle those middle, UFC middleweights are just so good. Like anyone they put him against now, I can see there's a blueprint that they're just going to follow, and I think you're going to get the same result over and over again. Um, I, for John, I don't want to see him go to being a boxing. I think he's got so much talent and so much finishing ability in the sport of MMA. I'd rather see him go back and build build on his skills. I know he's 35, but he's I think he's young for his age. Um, I don't think he's, you know, although he's taken a lot of punches the last couple of fights, I don't think he's taken a huge amount of damage where he's been rocked or, you know, really sort of had his career ruined by that. I just think I'd like to see him go back work on his wrestling for a couple of months maybe even go out to to sweden with hamza he seemed to have a good little bit of sparring backstage with him and and really just work on that for in the fight and if he has to fight in bellator he fights in cage warriors you know for himself i'd like to see him go in there and and fight better and and really live up to the potential i think he has so i'd like to see him stick with mma i know that lure of money might be there for bkb because they do pay quite well from what i've heard but for me personally, I'd like to see him go back, work on his wrestling to a point where he, he, he's not getting taken down and then he can force a fight to stay on the feet and land those big hands. So wherever it is, whether it's a, another shot in the UFC, Bellator, Cage Warriors, 
that's where I want to see. I want to see John fighting in MMA and, and keep doing what he does best. I'd be surprised if he couldn't get an opportunity in Bellator with that connection with SBG and the fact. I, I think there's so many good fights for him there. I, d I don't know if they're looking to sign any more UK guys because obviously they've taken a load, yeah. but I, I think it would be fantastic for him going I'm, there. There's a lot of Welsh guys in there now as well, you know, yeah. so that, that, I think that works. It's your case of getting yeah. your event over I, to... I'm it's just the people you love seeing on the card yeah. and you, you're excited to watch him fight. It's great. And one thing I did want to say as well is for all the people comment online, like, it's really easy to be a critic. Mm. And it's easy for us to sit here and easy for people to sit on Facebook tightening it up and, you know, saying he should have done this, should have done that. But, you know, when you're actually in there fighting against guys like Hamzat, who are absolute animals and elite-level athletes, it's a different story. So. Yeah. You know, I, I know everyone's got a right to their own opinion, but in terms of like being really hypercritical, you know, I don't think it's fair. At the end of the day, he's a sportsman competing in in a sport with other great athletes, and you've got to take it for it is. Yeah, I, t I totally agree with you there. Peter said, "Love John, seeing him knocking out everyone in the lagoon in Paisley for fun." What is the lagoon, Peter? Because it sounds like it's a pub. Uh, so. It's a venue. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Boy, it's just a boozer. Who's <laughs> <laughs> <was> making friends? Chat <laughs> shop. James, where do you want to see him next? Um, I, I actually prepared Alan Love to fight John back on uh, Bama. It was, I think, he was a champion at the time, and the fight never happened because John missed weight. But the book was written on him back then. You can't stand with that guy. He's, yeah. other, other than Paul Daly, he's probably the best puncher to ever come out of the UK in MMA. Um, and he's, he's finishing where it shows it. So it, it was no secret that, that everybody was going to try and wrestle him. I think what happened last night was the, the UFC tried to match him with a boxer, a guy who was known for being a, a, a pretty slick boxer who boxed behind the jab and moved his head and looked for opens. And Parks just came out and, and spoiled the party and fucking wrestled yeah. straight out the game. And what you were saying about John being like, see these guys leaving comments that fuck them, like they, they've never been in a gym and punched in the face, never made a fucking fight. Um, so their, their opinion doesn't mean shit, and none of them would say it to his face. Like, That's what I mean. I'd chat shit, get banged. You should only yeah. say what you would say to someone's face. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, and what, what you were saying about him being tough last night, at any point during that, he could have stuck his neck up and allowed yeah. Mark to put his arm around it and fucking tapped it and said, right, I've got caught in a submission. And he, he didn't do it. And you could hear him. He was still listening to Dave Roach in, in the yeah. corner and he was still making adjustments. He was still hand fighting and trying to get the two in one and, and stuff like that. And at no point during that did he quit. And it, it was just like an extension of the cams that fight. So it would have been torturous for him being in there. Yeah. But, He's just made of that stuff where he's like, like you can fucking hit me 300 times in 15 minutes, I'll, I'll still be there at the end. But I would, just for the point of pure violence, I'd like to see him at bare knuckle because then he doesn't even need to worry about wrestling. He's going to have yeah. somebody that'll stand with him and he'll, he'll decapitate people there. Um, <laughs> I think That's something to look forward to. <laughs> I, I, I think he's smart enough to he'll punch the body more and he'll pick his targets yeah. better and, and like Ricky said he only needs to land one of those shots um, and he would do really well there I think Do you think his MMA career is done then with that being said James? I think it would be very hard for him to bring his wrestling up to a level against mm. the, the level of opposition they're going to feed him 
because he's a he's a former world champion yeah. at Bama. Yeah. He's a six fight UFC vet. They're, they're not going to take him to Bellator and give him any easy fights. And everybody, especially all these young up and coming guys who can wrestle, nobody's going to nobody's going to stand and give him that fight. Other than the one win he had in the in the UFC was that daft guy that ran at him and tried to swing at him. Oh, we were lucky uh, enough to be there for that as well, weren't we, Lewis? Got yeah. a bonus. I'm, I'm just bloody delighted. I'm a doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you get that and be a knuckle every time you fight, so it'd be, it'd be <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, yeah, I love watching him fight, so I, I personally selfishly hope it's not the last time we see him fight MMA, but um, I'll be tuning in whatever he's doing next. I just think he's lovely, and like you said about him missing weight when he was uh, uh fighting the guy that you were training. He always leaves us worrying right up to the last minute on the scales, having to get naked half the time. It's all part of the fun. <laughs> just like you know what you're getting with a John Phillips fight, and it's just pure entertainment all the way through. So, um, hope he has a safe journey home. Um, and we also had my lovely Modestus Bukowskis on the card last night. Um, Good stoppage. I thought he didn't at the time. I think he's going to watch it back and 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 be okay with that. But what did you think, James? Um, I, I, I like that guy's. Um, he's friendly. Look, Shanks looks look used to train with him, so they still talk back and forth. Um, and I know that he actually. Are they offered... far, do they? <laughs> nah, nah. I, I, I hope not. Um, <laughs> I think he actually offered three opponents for that fight and picked uh, Jimmy Crook, who was the hardest with the three. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's, like, again, ballsy, takes the hardest fight, only the second fight in his contract. A lot of guys would have took the, the easier option and then get paid more for the harder fights, but he's he's picked that fight and, and Jimmy Crook's a, a very good fighter. He's a, a, a prospect. Yeah. Um, and he just made a technical mistake there. You can see him. He's, he's stepped in to throw that left kick. With, with no setup, his head right slap yeah. bang on the on the center, and Crook's such a, a a big puncher. I think he stepped in and timed that first shot perfect. And the second shot was a bad one, but it was the third one when he was kind of jammed against the fence wasn't nice to watch. No, um, I'm glad the guy's alright. Um, I look forward to watching him fight again. I'm sure he'll go away and and take some time, but I think it, it wasn't that that long ago he had his UFC debut, so. I think some of these these young prospects need to take a wee bit more time in between some of these fights and just They're sit so on excited, it. I think, to yeah. to get back in there and yeah. No, I and think just, you're right. And just get better. And I think with the, the kind of current circumstances with the, the schedule the UFC's got and then the travel ban and shit, a lot of them are getting fights and they're and they're not getting a chance to maybe prepare for, for individual opponents as much and stuff, but what do you still think got... of the matchmaking? Uh, for, I feel like the matchmaking is way less um, kind of, I don't know, for want of a better term, is is not happening as, or they're not being made as well as they usually are. And I know that there's some weirdness with who's allowed to travel where and stuff. But I sometimes feel that they're they're not being matched against people that I would expect. It's like they're just trying to fill some of the slots. I think. Yeah. And they're they're bumping off contenders and prospects yeah. left, right, yeah. and centre as well. Um, even with the match with, with Woods and and Kenny tomorrow night, like that, it's like you could two guys you could build 
build and build and they've just fired mm. on the killer and it, it just derails one of them. But um it, it, you can never you can never kinda of work at what kind of logic the UFC matchmakers are working by. It's it's sporadic at times. I think they they, they really should get Ian Dean in and just let him matchmake. Yeah. I said that to Peter the other day. He should do all of the European matchmaking for Fire Island. I'm, I, I'm pretty sure, like, he got offered a job with the UFC years ago and turned it down for Cage Warriors. I might be wrong on this, but something, something, something's coming to my mind, like to my memory, that he got offered that job once. But he's Cage Warriors through and through, and uh, <laughs> no chance. <laughs> so yeah yeah well, i think they could do with him at the moment it's just exactly what you said there james just like some of the the prospects that they're derailing is unnecessary i think um and fighters fight and fighters are always going to say yes to fights and it's you know it's, i guess it's down to their managers and coaches to stop them if it's a really bad fight People are also scared of being left on the shelf if they turn down a fight and like not being asked again for a year if if they say no to someone. So I I think it's you know it's it's a tough one. But yeah, I, like, I think oh, I think you got to take into account as well that there's no easy there's not meant to be any easy fights in the UFC, and you if you to beat one person you've got to expect to beat everyone there. Uh, People always say, I'm not here to take part, I'm here to take over, and I'm not here to make up the numbers. Well, everyone's got to have that the feeling that they're going to be there because they want to challenge for titles. And I know it's like, you shouldn't be prospects in the UFC. By the time you get signed to the UFC, you should be like a seasoned fighter who, just think, who take on any comers. You do your professional apprenticeship in the regional shows. By the time you get to UFC, you should be like, like, I know we've already spoke about Mason Jones, but you ask him a year ago who he wants to fight, who's his dream opponent. If you could fight anyone next week, a year ago you said, I want Khabib. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But Everyone... that's what I mean. I, I expect fighters to always say that. But then I also yeah. think if I was in charge of Reese McKay, I wouldn't have wanted him fighting Hamza for his first fight in the UFC. So. Yeah, he's a prospect, and yeah, he believes he can beat anyone, and that's the mentality that a fighter should have. But yeah, I'd have yeah. to see him against someone else for his first fight. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Peter said Crute is a fucking beast, which is is true. We we definitely saw that. He looked like a nice guy as well, and Modestus will learn from it, which he definitely will. He's come back from losses before. He's a great guy. It just breaks my heart, like... You know, Lewis, I get so attached to the people yeah. that we, we talk to and I just love him to bits. And I, I I hate to think of people getting on that plane home from Fight Island with a broken heart. It just like, really pulls yeah. at my heartstrings. I, I know it's part of the fight game. With Modesto, though, like, he's where, where he's at in his career, I know Ricky said about being you should be seasoned by the time you get to the UFC and... I think Modestus is seasoned in a lot of ways, but the way he's had victories throughout his career, I think there's a lot that's still not fully developed. Yeah. That, that, um, sorry, that, that division's different as well. Light heavyweight, yeah. you, can, you can get away yeah. with a lot of technical shite. Um, but, but you can't get away with lightweight or bantamweight. Like, 
like yeah. we've, we've talked about this before, but if you look at the top 30 at Bantamweight or the top 40 at, at Lightweight, every one of them is technically sound just about everywhere. Yeah. Um, and the light heavyweight, middleweight and, and up, you can get away with a lot of stuff that you, you would need at some of these divisions, I think. Mm. But also, when you make that one mistake, that's all it's going to take. You're out of there. Whereas yeah. if that happens at a lighter weight class, that might wake you up and you think, shit, I can't do that again. You just, you know, there's no second chances when somebody connects with you. So, um, is right as well. Like, you know, guys could, I, I think I'd like to see Modestus maybe wait a little bit, sit out a little bit longer and continue to kind of have a couple of months off to learn and develop his skills in more areas. And then maybe, you know, go, go on to a guy like Crook next year. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. the thing is, if you look at like Nathaniel, for example, we spoke about Nathaniel. He he won the cage wars belt, defended it a couple of times, and then the first three fights he had in the UFC were against kind of lower ranked guys. Um, same with Jack Shaw. He's on that same path now. He's fighting kind of lower lower ranked guys. But you know, Modestus his second fight in the UFC. He's fighting Jimmy Crook, who's you know he's fought already six or seven fights in the UFC, and is is you know a pretty well established name in that division. So you know, I don't think there's anything wrong sometimes with obviously jumping up and and going for it and, and taking a big risk, but at the same time, if it backfires and you you step that, you know, you jump that step in the ladder, sometimes you can, you know, you can get knocked out. And um, I don't, I think, I just think, you know, he's got a lot, he's still got a lot to growth. I don't think he's the finished article by a long shot. And um, I think you'll, you'll go back to the drawing board now, work on a few different things and you'll, you'll still be back and you'll be back stronger as well. Yeah, and I have so much respect, though, for people daring to be great. And yeah, sometimes it pays off, you know. And Mason going up to 170 in Cage Warriors, yeah. like, you know, somebody daring to do something, you know, that, that should be too big of a step to, to do that in one go. If, if you do it, then you're a hero. And if you don't, then people in hindsight will say that was too big of a step to take all in one go. And, if, you if know... If knocked out Jimmy Croup last night, how much of a prospect will we be saying? Exactly. Yeah, I'm always a little bit, you know, reluctant with hindsight to say too much like that because you know the other part of me before the fight was like wow that is a tough fight but what must the UFC think of you to give you that fight like that's incredible so um yeah I do I he's such a great guy I love him to pieces so uh, I hope he's well and I know he's landed and his dad said he wants to train twice tomorrow so <laughs> um <laughs> you know that, that that doesn't surprise me but he deserves a little break <laughs> Um, who else did we want to talk about from last night? Because while we're on the subject of knockouts, Jessica Andrade, like, outside of Nunes, she's got to have the, the fiercest knockout power in women's MMA, certainly in the UFC, isn't she? But maybe more than Valentina, even. James, what did you think of that fight? I picked up a win. I think she's that aggressive hyper-aggressive come-forward style is perfect for for uh, Caitlin Cherkagin, who's not got the power to keep her off. Um, mm. I look forward to the Shevchenko fight. I think that'll be a, one of the best women's fights we've seen in a long time. Yeah. Um, it's a, a really, really good fight. The, that that body uh, shot was just, like, so revolting. And the, <laughs> the fact you saw the pain on her face. And the way she just turned away and couldn't deal with it, it just 
oh, it's just, I felt it. I felt it when I watched it. And then every replay, I felt like I carried on feeling it. But Lewis, she's exceptional, isn't she? The thing was, when I first, when she first sort of turned away in agony, I, I didn't see the shot. I was like, what was that? And it looked like she barely even tapped her, but she just put so much power from such a short distance. It's like unbelievable. And then she even caught her the second time when she backed her up against the cage. And um, yeah. Yeah, she's she's something else, isn't she? I thought she looked great at the weight. She looked really kind of hydrated and thick last night. And um, she's she's a, she's really dangerous for anybody there. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing her against Valentina. I, I don't know how that's going to go with someone who's as aggressive and powerful. I think Valentina's more well-rounded, um, but Jessica is just so bloody powerful and aggressive mm. and just... And the first woman to fight at bantamweight, strawweight, and um, flyweight. So, um, well done to her making history. Did Did you like that, Ricky? Um, I'm never. I never. I enjoy watching body shots, but I kind of feel them. <laughs> yeah. And like, like, like Lewis said, he didn't. He didn't see the uh, the shot land, and it, it was like it was like a Bruce Lee two inch punch. You know, just. Just to generate that much power from that short distance, like the I'm really looking forward to the uh, Valentina fight. Um, really love Valentina. You know, I think she might marry me if <laughs> if I asked her nicely. But <laughs> don't get your hopes up, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she she's the reason I'm learning to speak Russian. So. Um, <laughs> No, but no, seriously, no, all seriousness. Um, what, what a beast like. And uh, hopefully that fight now is the natural fight to make next and uh, bring it on. I think with body shots as well, it's that kind of two-second delay before people feel the pain. But then when they react to it, everyone's really confused what it is. So, like, I felt that Andrade immediately didn't know what it was because she kind of stopped. And then as Chukagian was going away, she then realised what it was and ran after her to try and get her with a flying knee in the same spot. Like, oh, it was just, the whole thing was just, oh, superb for me. Uh, MMA women say Valentina is the real female go. We, we have that kind of discussion a lot. It's either her or Nunes, but um, and then Brian Ortega, he looked like a different character last night. What did you think, Lewis? Yeah, he did look like a different character. I mean, if it was the video game, you just you know pick him with a hair or not. This time they they picked him without. Um, he looked amazing, didn't he? He looked absolutely brilliant. So sharp, um, mixing it up. It, it was it was amazing, and um, I honestly. I wanted Ortega to win, so I'm a big fan of Brian Ortega. But in the build-up, I was saying to my friends, like, I think, I think uh, Korean Zombie's going to knock him out. I think he's he's so powerful and he's on such a good kind of streak. I, I got a feeling he's going to knock him out after the layoff. Mm. But Ortega just looked absolutely—he looked brilliant. He looked the, the best I've seen him so far in his career. Um, one thing I did notice as well with with Brian, a lot of the time he's a guy who tends to start off late, so he lose the first couple of rounds and then he'll he'll try and you know pick up the pace and get a finish later on. But from the outset last night, he seemed to address that issue of starting slow and came out and he, he put it on from the start. Obviously, that elbow in the second, the spinning elbow in the second oh round. Amazing. And yeah, yeah. That, I, I can't wait to see him. He, he deserved the win. 
looked brilliant, and I can't wait to see him fight for the title against uh, Volkanovski now. I didn't think it looked like the Korean zombie was prepared for that fight. He was prepared for the old Brian Ortega, yeah. and it was just a different person in there. What did you think, James? I thought he was, he was pretty much flawless last night. He, yeah. he's obviously, he's not wasted that time off at all. He, he, he looks so much more well-rounded and comfortable. Um, I actually, I, I thought Zombie was going to win as well. I, I put mm. that up there with, with the likes of the TJ Dillashaw win over Hen and Baral the first time and, and Cody beating with Dominic Cruz. Like, just the game plan was perfect and the execution it was absolutely perfect. I seen a thing today with Korean Zombie saying that he can't remember the last three rounds. So I think he's been he's been pretty much unconscious fighting on instinct. Ortega just looked excellent. Like um, I can't wait to watch him fight again. You, you know that's when when they're doing something right, like when you're like, I can't wait to see him at, at next time. Um it'll be if he can match that lively performance again, even consistently, I, I think he could be a, a, a real threat for, for the champion. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Ricky? I was just gutted that Korean Zombie uh, lost because I love him and uh, <laughs> I always have. <laughs> he's, the re he's the reason I'm learning how to speak South Korean. <laughs> 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 nah, um, Ortega, I generally thought, like, believe it or not, when he cut his hair, I thought it was going to be a, like, a bit of like Samson and Delilah where he's going to lose all his powers. And then get battered. So I was really confident in Korean Zombie getting the win. But, uh, you know, I, it was the best Brian Ortega we've ever seen. Yeah. And he looked comfortable. Uh, looked, looked, like, looked like he enjoyed himself. And I can't wait to see uh, if they do match him against Volkanovski next. That's another great fight. Yeah. And... It's a, it's a, it's a fight. That I couldn't even pick based on last night's performance. I couldn't even pick who'd win that fight. And then it's, we would also, if if he did win, we would also get to see him versus Max again, which would be amazing. And you're right; that is the best version of him we've ever seen. But without using any of what people would consider to be his best weapons, so like that's that's just like the. The maddest part of it for me peter said molly's the reason i'm learning to be a lesbian you've got a way to go yet peter <laughs> he's just got covid at the moment so. <laughs> right, i'll see you guys next week <laughs> <laughs> one last thing i wanted to ask you about before we all go the gamrock decision did you agree with it and what did you think of that fight? It was all I was looking forward to his debut, and then it was a, an epic fight. It was a great fight, wasn't it? I thought Gamrock probably did enough, but at the same time, he was such a good fight. I wasn't mad at the decision either. Um, yeah. yeah, it was a crazy fight, wasn't it? I, I did think he did enough, but I guess that's that's how it goes sometimes. James, who did you give it to? I, I scored it to Gamrock. I, um, I, I think the. He's been fighting in five round fights in KSW for so long. Um, obviously, two-weight champion and stuff there. I think he might, he might have an issue with pacing the three fives. Um, but I, I actually thought at one point he was going to get an absolute like, bleaching. And then he came he came back into it so strong, around about six or seven minutes in. 
and was just getting better and better right up to the bell. Um, yeah. So I, I scored it to him. And the whole time I was watching it last night, the only thing I was thinking, I imagine if Mads Burnell was still in the UFC, matching him yeah. and Gamrot at featherweight would, would be something special, I think. So um, I, I thought he'd win. I, I can't wait to see him fight again. I know we've got a lot of Polish guys in our gym who are all heartbroken last night watching him lose. Um, but I thought it was ex an exceptional fight. It was probably fighting the night for me. Yeah, the scrambling was just insane. It was one of the most exciting. You just couldn't couldn't see who was. It just seemed like changing of the the tide of who was winning and who had the momentum just was backwards and forwards the whole time. Did you agree with it, Ricky? Um, I didn't uh, judge the fight while watching it. I just enjoyed it for what it was. And when people scream robbery, I don't think it was one of them fights where you know you could say that was a robbery it was more like it was it was, it could have gone either way and and most people would, would accept that but what a fight what a yeah. what an incredible fight and um so yeah couldn't even tell you who i thought won because i didn't have my judging hat on which is usually wrong anyway so, so. they could be opponents for mason perhaps um I think Mason's above that level. I think he, he's. I think he's. I think he's cowboy level. I think. Nah, I'm joking. I'm talking. I'm talking crap. Oh well, guys, thank you so so much for for coming on and talking about the card. Always after I do these shows, I'm way more looking forward to the event than I was before we started chatting. So, thank you so much. James, Ricky, is there anyone you wanted to shout out before we go? Anything you wanted to say? Um, it's nice to see you, James. It's been a long time. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> nice to meet you, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's good to see people, you know. Nice to see you, Lou. Keep up the good work. Keep up the good work with uh, MMA Wales, uh, Lou. Uh, you know. <laughs> it's uh, good, good. You're pushing it out in the in the mainstream media. James, anyone you want to thank or or say hi to? No, I'm good. Thanks for uh, helping me pass another Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming on. I always love listening to your analysis, Lewis. Thank you so much for for joining hi, me. Anyone you wanted to say thanks to or shout out? No, not tonight. I just want to say it was nice to speak to Ricky Wright. Um, <laughs> he, even though he didn't give me a shout out, I'll, I'll give him a shout out. You know, <laughs> MMA, well, community got to stick together. So <laughs> amazing. Well, thank you so much, everyone, and look forward to the card. It's on Saturday. It's on a really good time. The only bad news is this pay per view. So, uh, yeah. That, that's a bit depressing, but that's that's the price we've got to pay for it to be on at the right time, I guess. Hashtag team stream. <laughs> we couldn't possibly say that <laughs> while we're live, Ricky. Take I'm only joking. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>